Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. And in this episode, we're doing something slightly different because I'm the one that's actually being interviewed by the lovely Liz Sargent, who has been on the show previously. And I hired her back in October to help me really optimize my energy levels and digestive health. So we get down and dirty into my stool test results as we look at what that shows us about how I'm showing up in the world and where my energy levels are at, plus so much more. So grab a cuppa, enjoy, and the next voice you're going to hear is the lovely Liz. So here we are. Hello, Emma. So everybody, let me introduce you to Emma. Emma is one of my amazing Opal Mastermind ladies. We have been working together since October. October, yeah. Yeah, when you jumped into Flourish. I did, yes. And then came over to go deeper into all the goodness that we Mm -hmm. get into and build upon actually from what we kind of build so many of those foundations in Flourish and then go deeper inside Opal. So it has been amazing and such an incredible journey. So I'm really excited to be able to chat to you today because some of our conversations get really juicy. Mm -hmm. Talk about your journey. So where you've come from, the journey that you've also taken inside Flourish, but I know that started before you joined Flourish and the season that you are in right now is also much bigger than that so yeah tell us tell us who you are I I never know where to start but um so so yeah hi everyone I am I guess in the coaching space as well so I am a career coach and leadership mentor and that's off the back of a 20-year career in corporate in London and yeah, I was there from 18 until I took redundancy four and a half years ago. So I guess my relationship with um, food has been a prominent part of my journey and my story to date. And I think it's fair to say even this time last year, I probably wasn't ready to embark on um, the health journey that we're doing now. So probably worth painting a picture in terms of my relationship with food and health and exercise and all the things because I don't think it's too dissimilar to a lot of people but it's not necessarily the one we always talk so openly about right and I think it's important to give this background in case anyone is sitting there with a similar one so I would say I was a secret binge eater from about the age of 10 and so as soon as I had money and could get my hands on food I did um, so I would do things like um, spend my one pound bus money on four bars of chocolate and walk home. And it was due to various things that were going on at the time that I now understand in hindsight. Right. But bullying the playground, other stuff. I was a gymnast as a young child, um, being in a leotard as a developing girl into a woman um, is something that will make you very aware of your body. And and then boys being very unflattering about your body and things like that. So I had big body hangups from a young age. I went on my first diet, I think when I was like 13, Um, I did things like slimming pills, which I'm pretty sure in hindsight, 
back in the 90s were amphetamine based um so I was probably um very high through some of my um GCSE time at school but it suppressed my appetite and um I had this very strange relationship where I was being bullied about my weight even though I was a gymnast I was very fit and healthy I was very slim looking back uh, I didn't feel it and I was having these kind of really silly diets I was on very extreme but yet I still was secret binge eating so it's just like really wrapped up in a lot of confusion I guess anyway so I think it was perpetuated when I left school stopped gymnastics stopped doing all the sports was quite sporty and um, had my heart broken for the first time around age 18 and got a desk job that I started gaining weight year on year so through my 20s, I think I, I pretty much averaged three quarters of a stone every year. And so I hit 30 and I was probably my miserablest ever at my heaviest ever. And I was just I remember being on holiday with all my girlfriends surrounded by so much like love and fun and happiness. And I was so miserable and I cried into the mirror as I looked at myself and I couldn't have been unhappier with what I saw staring back at me I kind of vowed in that moment to kind of change the course of my 30s that I didn't repeat history and I guess that was the start of my journey to finding a more healthy way of living and a healthy relationship with food but it took a few more years a few more rounds of therapy and working with health coaches and trying a few more diets like I tried every diet under the sun um I was all or nothing very much on the diet, very quickly off it, starting every Monday. Pretty sure most people will relate to a bit of that at some point in their life. But that was my story for like 30 years, I would say. Mm. Best part of 30 years. Stress of the job. Like um, I felt I experienced really quite crippling anxiety as my responsibility grew. My job I was um, by the time I left, I was a director of head of strategy and operations for an innovation team in the insurance industry and I just felt like the biggest fraud ever like I didn't deserve like I felt like a well-paid imposter like and it it kind of fueled this eating the secret in eating so I guess on the surface you would have known because I was overweight but I kind of put a really good um uh, like I didn't show it I suffered very much behind mm. the scenes and that looked like just feeding myself chocolate mainly crisps um anything that was very comforting mm. and when I quit the corporate world which is probably at the pinnacle of my career but the like the darkest moments in terms of how I felt about myself and anxiety levels I guess what I saw was with the leaving the stress behind was actually I dropped a bit of weight very naturally and so I started to think okay it's not just about what you eat and how you move there's more to this journey and started just to educate myself a little bit more and I think it's fair to say like I've done in terms of my training for the work that I do I've done things like um a psych- eating psychology certifications I really understand why we do the things we do why we have the behaviors we do around food so I've done a lot of that I've done a lot of um you know I had to vow never to go on a diet again because I realized that the restrictive nature of a lot of these diets that are out there the fatty diets the well-known diets um causes us to then want to make up for it 
so I had to do that I had I sort of turned my sights to like the body positivity world and filled my feeds with lots of different shapes and sizes and realized that actually I'm not any less worthy because of my size so I've been on a real journey Mm. with like undoing some of this stuff and really understanding it and getting to a place where I guess I started to go okay now I have this like I don't restrict but I probably I like I'm still overweight right I'm unhappy with my weight so to speak even though I'm more comfortable in my own skin but also what was more kind of prevalent for me was showing up in this kind of online world with my own business and having to show up for myself and be proactive rather than being very reactive in the corporate world where you're just responding to emails um I I was like I'm lacking like really severely lacking in any motivation to get myself going and to keep going and then energy wise just like I would was needing to sleep on the sofa in the afternoon just to get for an energy crash and there was nothing obvious that Mm. I was eating and it could have been you know I could have gone to McDonald's for example and felt better than had I had this raw like beautiful salad all colors and all that kind of stuff so it was really starting to confuse me and I think it was about 18 months ago I I worked with a homeopath for a good um 12 months and she really really helped me kind of start to feel better digestive issues energy issues were the big thing for me um and then it got to October last year and I was like I'm so ready to like take my health back and it's not too late like it's never too late to sort of unwind some of that stuff that perhaps I had done to myself that wasn't helpful um and that's when I saw I'd been I've been following you for ages anyway and saw you were doing flourish and I think I said to you now's not the right time but I'll come back in the new year if you're running it again and then I was like no now we go now and so I jumped in um a week in I think the last round so um so yeah I'll pause there because I realize I've just given you the background but um I don't know if you want to pick up on yeah, that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. And your story is not dissimilar to so many other women's story. Um, and particularly, I guess, I, I, one of the things that actually came up for me then when you describing that was that the, the difference between, in, in the workplace, so you come from that, you know, high, um, sort of high-performing corporate workplace where there is that level of um, expectations and you are having to kind of show up very powerfully every day but you're being reactive a lot of the time you're being now there is obviously elements of strategic direction and thinking and creativity but actually so much of that time in that space you can be um, reactive Mm -hmm. and actually when you're not necessarily working on all cylinders you can kind of cruise through being reactive. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is you then saying, well, when you've then come into this coaching space, this online space where you are the leader and the front of your business, you're not being reactive. Mm-hmm. You're being proactive in the way that you're leading yourself and having that energy to be able to show up and having the drive and having the creativity and having the vision and having everything being very proactive is a completely 
different space yeah and that being that kind of sudden light bulb for you is that actually this isn't okay and something really has to shift yes completely yeah and I think that was one of the big things for me you know when I kind of moved over to this space and quite early on I had the adrenal dysfunction but it was then the inner healing from a biochemical level obviously there's a lot of energetic healing around um self and belief and all that that we do but it was the biochemical healing like the gut healing and the hormones that allow me to truly like actually step into being proactive being that creative leader of the business and the legacy that I'm leading and that's what's super exciting to now see you well, how many months like eight eight months later no not even that is not it? even that no what? four months it is four months, my God, four months later from being in that space of the low energy, the dips. And we'll talk a little bit about your gut health, you know, when something would trigger a, a gut reaction and you'd have to just lay down mm-hmm. to where you are now, to stepping into that momentum, stepping into that mojo of your business again and being creative and having that spark back is just yeah amazing yeah it's priceless it really is priceless and it's not until because I think you can we can all have like good days and bad days especially energetically but when there's no rhyme or reason to it it's like frustrating and we kind of accept it I think too many of us accept that this is just the way I am like I must have something going on with my adrenals or something like it's too late it's that feeling that it's too late just got to find a supplement or find a way of eating but actually no let's get to the root of this and I think that's the thing with me is I'm always like okay now we've like now what now what like not from a place of fixing but just from a place of intrigue and really wanting to understand the intricacies of it because I think it was within two weeks of just starting on some supplements we hadn't even had my test results back but I felt like um like I don't think I'd had a, a nap needed to have a nap mm. and I was like right now I'm ready to start a new exercise regime yeah yes that was two that's weeks true. in so yeah. I started with Sammy I've just had Sammy on my, my podcast and that so I've been exercising for the last 12 14 weeks or something which I hadn't done for three years I think because of a knee injury yeah um so just like just little things like that and the knee the inflammation, I guess, and the knee and stuff is like totally resolved. So yeah. yeah, it's, I can't remember where I started on that, but I think it was, oh yeah, the needing to be proactive. You can't, it's just like, we have to manage our own energy mm-hmm. to a different extent and a different, another level. And we shouldn't just lay back and accept things that aren't, you know, optimal. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, one of the core things that is my objective when I'm working with anyone and especially in Flourish, because Flourish is all around energetics and hormones, is to get someone feeling as good as possible, as quickly as possible and putting some of those initial actually that, well, to me seem quite simple with regards to I can see what's going on. Okay, let's really tailor what supplements are going to support you to get you feeling as quickly as possible. And then some baseline changes to So to diet that yeah. feel realistic and loving to where you're at. It's not about 
creating something that becomes all consuming. It's about being coming from a place of love and nourishment because it is exactly what you describe when you then go through those first two weeks and suddenly you have this opening up of space and clarity and for you like motivation, you know, then you're like, what I've been wanting to join this exercise program for so long. And now I actually feel like I have the space to do it and the energy to do it. So one thing, you know, you get the momentum and you go into something else and then you get the growth from that and the evolution from that. And it just follows naturally. Yeah, completely. And even I I remember I was like, I don't want to focus on anything else, just like slightly cleaning up my diet. And I think that's where you've been great because you've been very patient with me because I know my limits. So I know if you put me on some restrictive gut protocol, it's not going to work because I haven't, I'm I'm not in the right headspace, but here we are four months later, sort of entering that territory now. Um, So I think, I think I just love that approach because it's very individualized as however many women in your programs and we all have our own, um approach that you've helped us find so it's finding what feels good for us what we need and doing it at a pace that feels good as well so Mm. that I really appreciate because this is where you know in the past I've fallen off things because I'm just like it's just not just it's not meeting me where I'm at yeah and I think that's what you you don't get that with you know some big diet or plan that um hundreds of thousands of people are doing like you're just not going to get that yeah and I think one of the beautiful things how you've led yourself through that is you've done it at your pace and you've allowed me to obviously support you at your pace but you've been very um, very good at communicating what your pace is and where you're feeling and obviously a lot of that is because of the work that you've done before and you're very self-aware but as you've continued to go through it that awareness has also grown with that with also the exercise because I know what you're doing on the exercise part of thing is also to do with awareness and tuning when you do move what feelings does that bring up to you and yeah. everything is then also much linked with intuition mm-hmm. and one of the big things that's so important for me for anyone who works with me whether they come through flourish opal as a one-to-one client is that connection to intuition because I think that is what we become so disconnected Mm-hmm. to from childhood to some extent and just hearing your story you can so easily see how that disconnect comes in because we're constantly looking outside of us for validation for answers for love and from you know it, it just goes from within so actually when we start to be able to tap into our intuition and understand what has our body telling us what are the cues you know when I feel like this, what does it mean? When my hormones are like this at certain times of the month, what does that mean? And that's the beauty. So for you, as you've gone through this and doing it at your own pace, you've been picking up on that and now have so much more intuition and connection with, with oh, yeah. both self and your body. Yeah, completely. It's, it's really great. And I think when you first introduced the detective diaries, I was like, oh, I'm not tracking things. <laughs> the resistance goes straight up and I've I've loved it I'm on like week 18 or something I've missed (laughs) a couple of weeks here and there but um like I love it because it's just given us so much data to work with and this Mm -hmm. isn't just shooting in the dark this is like really tuning in and 
and then giving your body what it needs in another way because you know in the past chocolate has given me what I need and like food is incredibly grounding and I think that's Mm. another thing that I've learned is that um you know what going back to what you were saying about the inner inner world we look outside and actually food was something outside of me that made me feel a way certain way inside and okay 20 minutes later I probably felt like crap but in that moment I needed something it made me feel good it's good to eat that stuff so it's actually just learning or unlearning some of that stuff and then learning a different way yeah definitely so let's talk about some of the steps some of the journey that actually you've been on over the last Mm -hmm. how many weeks weeks is it about eight weeks ten weeks no it's more than that um I think it was mid-October so yeah we're coming up for two uh, four and a half months that's right yeah Yeah. so let's talk about some of the journey that we went on and some of the things that were coming up for you to start off with so I know there was the energy there was obviously needing naps and there was some digestive Mm -hmm. yeah challenges so sort of just describe where you're at and then go through some of the steps that we did and which was some of the most effective so I'm asking asking you loads of questions here but let's just start off where were you (laughs) so I remember you saying so I remember coming to you saying I like I've got to sort my energy out like I really need to feel like I don't want to be napping I don't want to be hitting a wall in the afternoon um because I had such a small window that I could be productive and creative and all the things so um that was my main focus obviously weight loss is on the table but it's never been my number one driver and I don't know whether that's just because I've got used to being comfortable in my own skin at this weight but obviously weight loss would be a pleasant side effect. And it was interesting on my initial form, you were like, so what about your gut health? And I was like, well, yeah, but my guts are so much better than they were 12 months ago mm. when I first started working with my homeopath. And you kind of pointed out that there was still a few things that didn't look or sound right. And there was probably a lot of um, aftermath stuff that would be absolutely there um, that we were looking at. And actually when I tuned into it, I was like, yeah, I still do sometimes you know have too many movements I've never been ever struggled with not having enough but to the point where I don't think it had happened for a while but you know I'd be out on a dog walk and would have to desperately get back for a toilet so there were those kind of things and but I was generally feeling a lot better but in hindsight now I know that I was still um, experiencing some loose stools that probably weren't great Um, and I think we were we were probably looking at potentially leaky gut and like some gut dysbiosis and all the kind of things, which I wasn't surprised by. I was like, of course, like after how I've actually treated my body in the past, I would not be surprised. So we went with a stool test, full stool test and mm-hmm. blood test for thyroid as well. Thyroid. And yeah, I think we got the results. What about four weeks into flourish? I think it was. Yeah, it was. And we were both quite gobsmacked by the results. We were actually celebrating. So Emma's stool tests is possibly the best stool test I have ever seen. And I we have got it up, so we, we can show it to you in a moment. Um, it was just perfect. I was like, Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. it's my it results. Because actually the symptoms that you were experiencing were like they weren't severe for you considering where you'd come from yeah but frequent 
needs to go to the toilet urgent bouts to need to go to the toilet sometimes when you ate something it was very immediate Mm -hmm. bloating Mm -hmm. and the fatigue that then came after that to the extent that you're having to go and lay down now compared to where you'd been with your gut I don't know 18 like 18 months earlier it wasn't that but that's pretty that's significant yeah like something going on that's actually requiring you to lay down and rest because you just can't focus and that was happening quite regularly yeah so we're like okay let's have a look what's going on so we got those stool tests back and we're like well firstly huge congratulations Mm -hmm. you have the best stools the best stool test I've ever seen however there was one strain let me just share my screen because I have got this up there was one particular strain that was very problematic so there we go let's share this here is Emma's stool test. We've got zeros. So this is all green. This, I've never, ever seen anyone's stool test come back with all green. Apart from a few little niggles here, which are very minor. On someone else's test, these would be very minor. We'd have a lot of red going on. So as we go down, the beta glucuronidase, that's actually a little red flag if we've got, and we were like one of the things we're moving into now with Emma is looking at detoxification, estrogen and hormones. This is something to tune into when we've got um, some hormonal issues. So this isn't helping estrogen kind of leaving the body. Um, but that isn't surprising given some of the little things. So we go down, we won't concentrate on this. This is all looking good. This is the GIFX comprehensive stool analysis. And the one I wanted just to show you particularly rather than going into all the geeky detail is this little sucker. So this is a particular type of bacteria that, as you can see from the name, is a sulfur loving bacteria. So I won't ask Emma any, you know, (laughs) sensitive questions about the smell of any gas that she might have. But this is a sulfur loving bacteria. And as you can see, it has a really long gray area. So it is a bacteria that all of these are bacteria that we do want to have in a good abundance and in a good place. And as you can see, most of Emma's are here down the middle. The ones that are a bit high up here, they're actually really kind of helpful ones. That's not then it's not too problematic being up there. But this one is really gray and a tiny bit of green. So we just want a tiny bit if we're going to have any of this. Emma's is much more elevated. And one of the things that we realized is Emma's sensitivities were really focused when she was eating foods that were high in sulfur. So what were some of the problem foods for you, Emma, that were coming up? Eggs. (laughs) Eggs. I I love eggs, um, especially a runny yolk. But for years, this has been a problem for me. And I thought it was an egg intolerance, um, which did actually come up on a intolerance test like seven or eight years ago so I think from that point I'd I'd eaten less eggs than I had once relied upon um but yeah eggs was a big problem and um it seems pork Mm. um then that's only since we've like had a um a more of a focus on what foods are doing things but since I've been trying to reduce those high sulfur foods it's pork um I haven't really been eating eggs, but before it was definitely eggs. So they're probably the main two. Actually surprised how like how many foods have 
mm. sulfur in, like your cruciferous vegetables, for example, and certain nuts and seeds. And so some of the healthier stuff that was still causing issues yeah. and kind of confusing me as to why it would. Um, I guess there, there was our answer. Yeah. And it's just amazing when you look at the answer. And one of the other things that came up, we didn't scroll down, where you start looking at some of the mycology. So there was a slight <clears throat> yeast infection. It was a kind of a low level, but the challenge with yeast is that how it presents and the, from a systemic perspective and with regards to the symptoms is so individualistic. So obviously another area we don't really want to be experiencing kind of any sort of yeast overgrowth because it can present from an energy perspective, from a brain fog perspective. So that was one of the other like underlying things, but it was this, that when we then started to look at, okay, what are the sulfur containing foods? Let's start to firstly just start to reduce those and instantly so much. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. And I think I said to you, I'm going to wait until the new year. <laughs> but I instantly was already cut out eggs um and I think I didn't order some of the other foods you know so it wasn't in the house and actually I had a bit of a um like a cold after Christmas Christmas was a bit of a non-starter so I actually started a bit earlier just really tuning into that and reducing them and I think in January where I was really quite clued up on this I was like there was maybe two incident incidences and I could tell one was pork and I can't remember what the other one was but um it was definitely it was obvious what it was I think it was pork as well I think mm, it was a sausage yeah. thing yeah um so yeah it was incredible really yeah so where we are now is obviously we don't want Emma not eating sulfur having reduced eating a reduced sulfur diet for the rest of her life because one of the main objectives when we're thinking about health is abundance. And we're thinking about gut health is eating a huge abundant array of all the different types of food. So obviously all the plants, the cruciferous vegetables, I know I talk a lot about and I'm very passionate about them, but they're so essential for hormone health and for detoxification. But then the variety of different fats, particularly that you get from animal products, eggs, they're little super nuggets of nutrients so where we are now is getting very specific at then really kind of going into a protocol to really help and target that particular strain so that we can start adding these back in because great, we've kind of lifted up those symptoms, but longer term, we want you to be starting to eat those foods again. Um, so that is the next step for Emma, mm -hmm. but it's just amazing when, you know, you can have this beautiful gut, but if this one little things out of whack the end I, I was actually and as you, I know you were were just so shocked that just one tiny thing out of whack was having such a significant impact mm. on your world and at the same time it's so exciting because well, we can deal with that yes and then hopefully <laughs> we know what it is exactly and that's the thing it's that yeah yeah, and that's the thing about testing, isn't it? It gives you the insights and then you get the knowledge and the power to know oh, yeah. what to do with it. Completely. I mean, they're not, let's face it, they're not expensive, these tests and the supplements and stuff, but it's the best money I've spent, like, mm -hmm. honestly, because of the, like, exponential shift in everything that I want, like, all my goals in terms of energy and gut health and weight loss. We haven't even mentioned that. Yeah. Because I think just in cleaning up my diet, 
And then it wasn't even before, I think it was before we even sort of started to reduce some of these foods. Um, I think I had like eight pounds yeah, off. Yeah. So I've kind of, I haven't weighed myself in a couple of weeks because that's also another um, behavior, I guess, that I've got my eye on because I don't want to get back into some old slippery behaviors where I'm obsessed by what number the is on the scale. But certainly I think I was at 12 pounds last time I looked. Um, and I felt more bloated a bit more recently. Um, so I hadn't wanted to get on. But anyway, weight loss hasn't been on my mind. And £12 has come off, which has been, I guess, motivating in itself. Yeah. And um, and a nice sign that actually, uh, like just some simple changes has resulted in that. And not necessarily changes that we would have thought, like who'd have thought cutting out the cabbage I love Savoy cabbage like it's really weird it's one of the cravings I get is for haven't had it for a while it's Savoy cabbage yeah it's so strange I love that <laughs> so yeah there's there's all that and I think it's it's interesting because if you just said to me again eight weeks ago we need to put you on a strict gut protocol I, I don't think I would have been up for it but now the intention is so specific and clear and strong that it's like, yeah, let's do it. Because if this gets rid of this, if this starves off this pesky little bug and I don't have those symptoms, it's it's worth it for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's amazing. Oh, my goodness. So what is next for you? Because I know you've now got all this momentum. You're like putting so much energy into your business. Yes. What is next? So... I mean, for me, I'm just, I've kind of like slowly been putting things into place, like in the background, I think. And for me, there's a few little things that I'm like, I just need to iron out that, change that, do that. And then I can actually put it out into the world. I think that's, that's where I'm at, at the moment is it's just that shift in, it's kind of, I've kind of been hiding a little bit, I think, just mm almost fearful of not being able to sustain you know going out there and offering something or but actually now feeling like it's it's okay I've got this it's good and it's only going to get better um Mm -hmm. so I think it's that shift from really focusing on the back-end infrastructure of my business for example and going out there and also um just I'm shifting up my um movements I'm in a new program now it's doing the core and um something around your glutes and now in something called energetic movement so that's kind of ramping that up a little bit more um I'm like I've got this new lease of like I want to find some new walks and stuff I walk every day with my dog so um I guess that's the one exercise that I have always done for the last it's been with us for nearly four years um and we've been going longer for you know for further and for longer on our walks which is great but I want to mix it up and find some new walks but I've got that kind of like explorer vibe on again so and then I think we're just in terms of our stuff we're just looking at my hormones a little bit more so um I guess that's another part of my journey that I hadn't really touched on but I had um the contraceptive coil for um I don't know 12 years or something like that and actually came around to getting out last May yeah and then my so I hadn't had periods for many many years and had problems with my periods when I was younger in that they were absent um and I was 
very happy when my periods came back around because I was in FemFlow at the time and they came back within two or three months and actually I have very minimal monthly um, cycle symptoms actually within the cycle but we're obviously picking up now tuning into um, getting really detective about the symptoms like what's coming up through my cycle um, and how that can further be improved and I think that's the other like exciting thing is like when it comes to those like mood waves that we go through or um the cravings or whatever it is the symptoms that you do get is actually you don't have to put up with those either it's likely to be something that we can look at and find a way to improve that too so I think that's exciting so I've never I've never really been in touch with my female hormones because I've never really had that monthly reminder that I'm a female <laughs> almost, but it's, which sounds ridiculous, but you know, you know what I mean? Because I haven't yeah. had to contend with the, the monthly bleed. It's like, I guess all this other stuff that was probably hormonally going on for me wasn't really something I was aware of. So I think that's where else we're moving into, isn't it? It is. We're moving into supporting those detoxification pathways and attuning to what's happening in the cycle yeah and one of the things that you said then was really interesting is feeling that you could sustain what it is that you're putting out in the world mm-hmm. so feeling that the energy that you're putting out into the world when it came back and you're putting it out with the intention for it to come back more so so you're bringing people into your world clients into your world being able to sustain that and I think that for me really sums up a lot of how how a lot of women entrepreneurs navigate particularly when we've got some sort of um, adrenal dysfunction sort of energy kind of imbalances and hormonal imbalances at certain times of the month because we kind of put up this little little wars like well okay, I'm, I'm going to put myself out this much, but then I feel energetically drained or, but then what happens at this time in a month when I don't feel like showing up, anxiety increases or my mood dips, mm-hmm. or I know that if this gut incident flares, I'm going to feel really low energy and then I can't show up and then I'm going to let people down or I don't want to put too much pressure on myself because that in itself really affects my energy. And that in itself just restricts so many women from putting their gifts out into the world, building their businesses. And you just summed it up beautifully there that, yeah, you've been working on the back-end systems, but whilst doing the back-end systems, you've been working on yourself and you've been working on your physical energy Mm -hmm. so that now you feel, actually, I can sustain that. And I'm able to navigate that and you're empowered to do it with the fact that you can attune to your intuition as you guide yourself through that because and we were on the call today we were talking a little bit we had our group coaching call today and we were talking a little bit about how navigating times when you're in your head and you've got so much going on and actually you then start to feel that energetically how you might start to retreat back and not show up for a few days and this can then become that sort of pattern whereas now you've like got the ability to attune see what's coming before it comes and make changes from a really and we were talking about kind of like a divine feminine energy way but you know these strategies of attunement just 
it becomes really liberating and freeing. Mm, so much so. And it's and you can see how it's only going to get better. So mm. we've only just begun. We have only just begun. <laughs> exactly. There's so much more we're going to be diving into, particularly like from the cycle and cycle energetics as well. Um, so <gasps> so much goodness. And I'm excited. I'm excited now. I'm seeing you so much more on those front lines with your podcast. Your new season of your podcast is coming up and like your beautiful posts and reflections and sharing your story. I think that's a good, you know, beautiful thing that you're doing now as well is sharing the story because so many other women entrepreneurs and women who have corporate roles We'll definitely be feeling that from where you have been with regards to energy and then how you're navigating it all now. So it's like so exciting when I see all your all your posts and everything out there. Well, it's all thanks to you and thanks to your encouragement as well. And just the, the beautiful way and gentle way you do approach it, because it's refreshing, really. Um, and I think this was another fear I had, not that I thought you would be any different than you are to be honest but there is a fear that when you sign up to something like this you know you'll commit sorry the sun is like really lovely I wish I had it on me (laughs) um is that once you signed up you're committed and like it's going to be like all in kind of like very go 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 get it yeah actually it's so not it so doesn't have to be like that it's a very supportive like collaborative and slow pace or not slow pace it's a pace that's right for you but actually when we look at it it's there's nothing being slow about it so no that's um, the thing yeah it's important thing is to meet you exactly where you are because there are I know there's ladies of just join flourish now who are like right let's get straight into the gut healing protocol um and there's others like you is that actually this needs to be at this pace for me and part of my role is obviously navigating that because someone might want to jump straight into a gut healing protocol I, I know what that involves. So yeah. it's also important for me to manage that and ensure that they're successful in that rather than hitting a brick wall two weeks yeah. in. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. It's been amazing, amazing working with you and conti- obviously continuing to work with you. Thank you. Likewise. And you where can people on. find you as well? Because I know you offer such amazing gifts to the world. So where can they find you? Yeah, so if you can hear a whining in the background, it is someone's dinner time. My um, dog is starting to let me know. Um, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook at emmaclayton.xo and my website is emmaclaytonxo.com and uh, my podcast is The Emma Clayton Show, which is on all listening platforms. And um, I think we're going to re- reuse this to go on there as well. And we've, we've also done, I've interviewed Liz on there as well, which was a great episode. So, um, yeah go check Emma out so thank you so much Emma it's been amazing conversation as always and hugely hugely celebrating you on your incredible journey you all righty and thank you so much everyone who has tuned in and we will see you soon bye I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did um having the conversation with Liz And if you wanted to see those test results, you can check out the link in my show notes, which will take you to the Facebook Live that Liz and I did on her page. And if this is a topic that actually intrigues you, then look out for one of my very near future episodes, which will be me taking you through 
my journey on the 15 day gut healing protocol that I will be doing with the support of the lovely Liz. So stay tuned for that and I'll see you next time. Thank you.